Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you for joining us for episode number 105 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS & Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, marketing, and we are welcoming one of the newest members of the PJS & Co. CPAs team, Amanda. She joined our team six months ago now? In May, I believe. May? Okay. Let me do that quick math. Around six months ago. (laughs) Um, It feels like forever just because I rely on you so heavily now, but you've been doing such an amazing job and I think you have a lot of really good perspectives to share with our listeners. You have some great background that I'd like you to, to talk a little bit about and I'm really excited to welcome you to the show and just let our listeners in on on your background, your experience, and share your perspective. So welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you, Megan. Yeah, just some of my background. I went to school for mass communication, advertising, and public relations. And I honestly thought I was just going to go straight into sports marketing and do all of that. But that didn't happen. So I just started getting into a lot of freelance, like doing marketing for other people's businesses. I never really thought I wanted to own my own business. So I liked to do you know, rebranding, social media, just everything in that category. And then I opened my own business a couple of years ago. And it, it's weird because you do marketing for other people, but then when you do it for yourself, like for your own business, it just feels completely different. So I just had to, you know, completely start from scratch and brand my own business and, you know, the feel I wanted and social media presence and to be able to create some type of, you know, vibe or feel that you want. And so it was just, really important for me to learn like all the new trends and the TikToks and the reels and just it's it's a huge portfolio marketing is and um to learn it all and to be able to implement it and for it to be successful is really fun i think yeah and i think that's a unique perspective too because you know in doing marketing in industry or at an, an agency you're like you said you're handling other people's businesses but as a business owner I think one, you're emotionally connected a little more to the business, right? Like, or a lot more, I should say. (laughs) And number two, you're also trying to run a business while while you're trying to create all of the marketing strategy and campaigns. And like you said, that you're creating an entire experience for people. And I think that's something that maybe is a little more short-sighted when people think of marketing. They may be like a lot of people, when I tell them I do marketing, like, oh, you create ads. (laughs) that's a part of it but it's a lot more than that you know and it's the personality I like to say of the business you know you're creating what you represent and the experience that you want your clients or customers to have when they interact with you absolutely that's a good word for it the personality of it yeah so we wanted to focus this episode specifically on marketing tools that will help you maximize your time as a business owner because you are busy. You're trying to run a business. You're trying to 
you know, manage a team, help your managers manage their own teams. Think of strategy and vision long term. Like you're you've got a million balls in the air constantly. And you know that marketing is one of those balls that you need to keep up in the air, but how do you make that more efficient? How do you do more with less time? And that's one of the things that we want to provide to you in this episode. Absolutely. Especially with a small business and even with, you know, PJS is most huge companies and corporations, they have multiple people to do. Like you have social media, you have the person that just takes the pictures, you have somebody designated for each part. But when you're a small business owner, you are all of that. And then other things. So being able to find efficient ways and effective ways to really, you know, do this marketing gets forgotten a lot in small businesses and it should be one of the number one priorities. And so be able to have tools that can help you do it efficiently is extremely important and valuable. Just to piggyback off that point too, thank you for for touching on that. Business owners can find a lot of um, ideas from those larger companies, but don't compare yourself because they do have sometimes an entire social media team. It's not just one person that's managing the social media. Like you said, there's a social media manager, there's a social media content producer, there's a you know, photographer, there's, you know, there's an entire team just to social media, there's an entire team just dedicated to content, there's an entire graphic design team. So while you can get some ideas and inspiration from those large companies, don't let it overwhelm you to the point that you're like, oh my gosh, that I could never achieve what Nike does. Like, okay, we can't all be Nike, but what can we do to make the most impact with our time using these tools, you know, with an hour of our week or two hours of our week to attract the right audience? Absolutely. So one of the ways that we can really make a big impact and find some efficiencies is by batching our work. It's something I'm a huge fan of and automating the things that work. Cause I think that's something that kind of gets left off sometimes is everybody's so on board with automation, but first you have to make sure that the process is working before you automate it. Because if it's something that isn't working, maybe it's something that you just need to throw out altogether or revamp before you start automating things too. But um, we could probably create an entire episode just on that. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just focus on the tools, but I think that's an important thing to think about before you just jump into automation. So one of the first tools that we have is in regards to scheduling. And I know, Amanda, you've worked a lot with, with this tool, so I'll let you speak on it a, a bit. Yeah, so one of the ones we use here, I mean, there's so many out there. Um, Calendly, it, it really helps. I was doing some research and the average meeting takes like, like if I was trying to schedule a meeting with you through email, it takes like mm-hmm. 7.3 emails to finally schedule or book an interview or an appointment or a Zoom with somebody. And that's a lot yeah. of emails, a lot of back and forth, especially when you think about, you know, 24 hours to respond or 48 business hours to respond. Right. And so got a lot of wasted time and just a lot of wasted resources. The person sending those emails could be doing something else with their time instead of waiting. So Calendly really helps as far as, you know, here's all the preset days I can do. You send the link out in the email and then all you wait for them, you know, is to get back to you. So it really helps with automating. It really helps with efficiency and time. I've enjoyed it that I've used it so far. Yeah, it's it's what we found to be the most impactful. And 
it's nice because it integrates directly with Google Calendar too. So mm-hmm. not only can you set like, okay, for my sales calendar, you can create different calendars for the paid version, right? So you can have a sales calendar. For us, we have a podcast scheduling calendar. And so our podcast days are Monday, Wednesday, right? That we like to record. And then sales days are Tuesday, Thursday. You can set up certain days, but it also integrates with your calendar so that it sees other things that you've already booked. And that way it, it updates your availability, you know, it's updating live, basically, as you throw things on your calendar. So that way you're not double booking. And another thing too, one of the partners actually brought this up. Um, I was like, Oh, we're putting an episode together for that. I should throw this in. She said, having someone manage that is really helpful. You know, if one of them is getting ready for a podcast, they say, Okay, well, Tuesdays and Thursdays work for me. And these are what are flexible meetings. You know, Mm -hmm. so you could hire a virtual assistant and kind of give them some guidelines as far as like my sales meeting internally on Thursday mornings is flexible. We can move that if we need to. And that way they can kind of help you create a Calendly link that reflects all of those things that may be a little more difficult. (laughs) Like some things are you want to be able to move them if you need to and make priority for a sales call, for example. So that's another thing that I wanted to throw in there. Not only can you use Calendly, but you can utilize a virtual assistant who can kind of help you manage those things too and put those links together. Nice. All the help helps. (laughs) Yes. Yes, definitely. And uh, the next one that we have is social media schedule. And we researched quite a few. There's for all of these, there's a bunch of different options that you can you can select. And I encourage everybody to do your own research. We always say find at least three vendors so you can compare and come up with your own criteria because what works for us may not work exactly for you. But the one that we like to use is Buffer. So Amanda, I know you helped do a lot of the research for this and you work quite a bit in using the scheduler as well. So I'd like to, to get your feedback on and it helps so much with multiple platforms. So like in college, I was Hootsuite certified, right? So mm-hmm. I used Hootsuite a lot. Um, when I had my own business, I didn't need something so complex. And then especially with, you know, PJS, I need something more complex than I did with just my business because all I did was Facebook and Instagram, right? And you can post mm-hmm. to Facebook and then automates to Instagram. Right. So that was really simple there to schedule out, but... With three platforms, Buffer's been really good, at least the three main platforms we use, which is Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I like it because you don't have to post each one individually. So you can go in, create a post for all three of the platforms, and then go in and edit each one. You can go in and customize each post without having to recreate the whole post. So that saves a lot of time. Yeah. Definitely. And this is a unique one too, in that you're able to batch and automate in the same step because Mm -hmm. you can take an entire month, you know, like for October, for example, I saw you, you're already throwing drafts in there for October for me to approve. And you can have a system set up too, where maybe you hire a, a social media manager to create your content. And then you as the business owner can just go in and, and set approvals for things. That way you have a final say on whether or not it meets your standards as a brand, as a company, but you're not having to create all of the content too. So finding ways to delegate in an intelligent way to offload some of the things that maybe you don't necessarily need to do, but you still maintaining that level of control that you feel comfortable with as a business owner too, I think is an important part of why these social media schedulers are so bull. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's all automated after that point. You know, you can go through... 
set all your October, approve all of them, and you don't have to think about it moving forward. I still encourage whoever you designate the person to be to go in and monitor your social media accounts. Because if someone comments, you don't want to be waiting like three weeks to comment back, right? Like that's the nature of social media. You want to be able to respond pretty quickly to those things or messages or things like that. So I still encourage, whether it's you directly or your social media manager or your virtual assistant, somebody to be hopping in, I say at least once a day, to just check those things and make sure that there's nothing outstanding. Yeah, I think that's probably the downfall, right? There's always pros and cons of using any tool. This isn't just a downfall for Buffer itself, but a downfall for pre-scheduling and scheduling outposts is it's not live. It's not real time. So I'll get a notification saying your post has been posted to Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then I'll look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot that I even made that post because I might have scheduled it a couple of weeks out or something. Right. And so I don't feel as engaged sometimes with it, reminding yourself or setting reminders to get in there and, you know, be engaged and check up on the comments is extremely important. <laughs> yeah, Very- because we all want that set it and regret it, <laughs> set it and forget it type mentality, right? Like we don't want to think about it again, but social media, unfortunately, you can't live in that world with social media. Like you, you have to be engaged if you're going to be successful in that realm and still be sharing content from others and hopefully getting shares from other people. So that's, like you said, it's just one of the downfalls that can come with it, but you can have a a good chunk of your content ready to go ahead of time. And it can take some of the stress off of being consistent, which is a big part that I know a lot of business owners struggle with. Yeah, absolutely. So last one under batching and automating. Again, this one kind of goes together. You can create email campaigns. So like nurture email campaigns where someone signs up to hear from you and updates about your business. You can automate that almost through the year if you want. I mean, I still, again, suggest to go in there because maybe some topics that you thought would be relevant in June of 2023, if you're creating something now, like, oh, yeah, that's gonna be super relevant. Maybe it's not so relevant anymore. It depends on your industry and what's going on and maybe how volatile your industry is. But there's a certain pro and con that you have to outweigh with batching too far out, I guess, Mm -hmm. with these things. Um, But there's two systems that we use for email campaigns. And that's Keep and we have used MailChimp in the past. So we've transitioned. Um, MailChimp, I know they, they have offer, I still think a free system, if I'm not mistaken. And then Keep is a little more substantial with a lot more automations and campaigns that you can do for like freebies. If somebody hops onto your website and wants a, a download, you can automate an entire campaign to deliver the, the freebie and then kind of take them down a funnel from there. So again, this is where I kind of caution, make sure that things are working and you're getting the conversions that you want from step to step to step without automating and just walking away from it too soon. But they can be huge time savers because you want to be able to capture those people and those leads and those interested in your business. But you also don't want to be having to respond to them personally every time somebody reaches out too. That's just the great thing about technology though is, you know, it assists us and helps us in doing things, but it just doesn't do it all for us. So it makes us still feel valuable. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't want robots completely taking over yet. <laughs> so another thing that I think a lot of people struggle with when it comes to marketing is the unknown, 
Like there's some guesswork that can potentially come into play. And some of it has to do with just psychology of people, right? Humans are kind of silly sometimes. And it's hard to guess kind of what someone's thinking when they're considering one of your services or maybe have a question about something or it's just kind of hard to know what others are thinking. And that's a big part of marketing. We have some tools that can help provide a little more transparency when it comes to that conversation that we may be a little more removed from too, when we're not in an office front or seeing clients on a daily basis. If you have a virtual firm, I think these tools come into play a little bit more, but even still, if you have a physical location, these can be useful as well. So one of these tools that I actually recently found is called Hotjar, and you just put a little piece of code on your website and it gives you the ability to view how people are interacting with your website, what pages they're viewing, how long they're spending on certain areas of the web page. And it doesn't like notate names or <laughs> IP addresses or anything like that. Like it's not that level of creepy, but it just gives you some insight into maybe you can find out what people are trying to click. Maybe they expect something to be a link. It could be that simple. You know, maybe you just need to link something that people are trying to click on that they're getting confused about on your website. Or if they're going and trying to find an area of your website, like sometimes you can tell like, oh, maybe they're looking for pricing and they're not able to find that. Or maybe I need to put that in a more prominent area of my website. It kind of lets you in on the conversation that maybe a client is having without you actually having to have a conversation, which is really nice. So you can check that out. It's a completely free tool and it's pretty easy to connect to your website. It's called Hotjar, H-O-T-J-A-R. And we'll link all of these tools as well in our show notes for this episode at pjscpas.com forward slash 105. So that way you're not having to like scribble these out as you're listening. <laughs> you can just visit the show notes and find all the links there pretty easy. The next one is related to SEO. And it's something that's grown. I mean, gosh, I think the first time I heard about it was like 2008, I want to say. It's something it's gotten more complex as time has gone on, like everything else, you know, and there's a lot more tools available, like for research. And, you know, there's a lot of free tools. And again, so many things that you can explore, but we're just giving our recommendations based on what we use and what we've found to be most helpful. Um, but this is a way that I'll just explain it high level and then you can explain the tool. <laughs> so backing up a little bit, SEO is search engine optimization. And basically this is what comes up when you just Google something, right? I'm searching for dog trainers in my area. And based on how well the website is optimized, that's where it will fall on the page results when you get them. So there's different ways that marketers can optimize pages. And there used to be a whole lot of weird ways you could like pack keywords in or hide them in white in the background, like all these silly things. Then Google has gotten smarter as time has gone on, where they actually punish people who are using those tricky ways of optimizing their pages. And you have to be smart about how you're doing it and actually answer people's question instead of just trying to flood your page with, with that word. So 
relevant content that is useful is what Google rewards now. And so it can be kind of difficult to find what keywords work best for your industry or for your specific services. And that's where this tool can come into play. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny with putting the words though onto your website, you're in like an article, because if you know what you're looking for and you're reading an article and you see that word like a hundred times, it just stands out to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially in unnatural places, you're like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I see right through you. <laughs> It's yeah, it's like when you're trying to um, lengthen your essay at school and you have to have like 500 words such as and then yeah, yeah you're just a whole bunch of filler words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we use SEM rush for that. It's, it's pretty easy. So I hadn't used SEM rush until I worked here. And it's nice because you can enter the keywords. And then it just looks over your article and it's sees this is how many times you've had it like the SEO for this word is great, or it's not great. And then you can kind of also play backwards. So then it'll give you suggestions like, oh, this is more relevant, or this was searched more, and this is easier to find. Um, and then you can kind of go back and add those keywords into the article or whatever you're writing, and then run it through it again. And then it'll, it shows you kind of like on a scale, what is it up to 10, I think, as far mm -hmm. as like readability, voice, SEO, and I think originality, I believe, those are the four that it kind of grades you on. And so it lets you sit, it lets you see your score and where the article sits as far as if someone's Googling or searching and how well it'll pop up on Google for them to find, you know, optimize better as far as search or readability or um, tone of voice or whatever. Yeah. And it's really useful for your landing pages too, like your main landing pages, say, you know, for example, for us. So for CFO services or virtual CFO services, we can plug in that landing page where we're directing people and optimize even our landing pages. And a landing page is somewhere where you're directing traffic from Google. So when you type in virtual CFO services, and the results come up, that's the first page that you would go to on our website is the landing page that we want that to direct to. So not only for our show notes for each episode, we're able to kind of go through in that content manager tool within SEMrush, but you can literally use it for any page on your website, which is really, really nice. Uh, they yeah. also have SEO keyword research tools. So if you don't know what you want to use, you can kind of back up and see how many searches are people searching on Google a month? You know, if it's five, maybe you don't want to go after that term. But if it's 500, maybe you do. And then it also gives you a difficulty score so that you know, oh, that's super easy. And it gets 300 search results every month or searches every month. Yeah, I'm going to go for that. Versus mm -hmm. if it's got a high difficulty, you know, it's going to take a lot of work and probably a long time to get there. That's going to be a longer burn strategy. You know, you're probably not going to get on the first page in a month. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's a nice planning tool to be able to kind of get a sense of what's working in your industry, what's not, where you should put your efforts and how long it's going to take. You can kind of gauge all of those things with using that tool. Yeah. And then it also has other features too. Like it, it has like a spot in there where you can, it'll help you as a template with a content calendar for your social media as well. And sometimes those are good to use. That's kind of what I use before I put it into Buffer. That way you have three sets of eyes looking at it. I have it mm -hmm. just kind of my rough draft and then I transfer it over to Buffer and I have all these spell checks that I have to do after I transfer it. I realize yeah. that 
<laughs> then you see it obviously, and then it posts, which is great again to have three sets of eyes. But SEM Rush has those tools and those templates in there as well that are free, I believe, to help you get a lot more organized in other departments. Yeah, it's a great tool. I can't. I I love SEM Rush. It's it's fun. It's got lots of uh, reports that you can run too. All kinds of analytics. You can compare month over month, so you can see: Am I actually achieving the results that I want to achieve with these specific keywords? You can check site health. I mean, we could probably again <laughs> make an entire episode just about that tool. Um, but it's a great way for you to. to really hone in on what's going to be most impactful when it comes to SEO, if that's one of your goals. So the last area that we're going to touch on is tools for design. And I put this little caveat in here when you aren't a graphic designer, <laughs> because you know not everybody is comfortable with putting layouts together and matching colors and doing all the, all the things. And graphic designers are not cheap. Good ones aren't. No. And even if you are good at putting layouts and colors. I mean, it's still time consuming. If you want to incorporate that feel you're trying to give or market to that customer, whatever it is that you're right. trying to incorporate, it takes a long time. So like last night when I was doing those bios, um, I was creating a template for them. And mm -hmm. like if I was a passerby that looked at it, it looks like, you know, two colors, a couple of words, and that's it. But the time it took me to get those two colors, a couple of words, and the font, you know, right, <laughs> right. it's way longer. So anything to fast track those types of things is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's a, a lot of these, right? Like you can be good at essentially all of these, but if you look at the amount of time that it takes to go through and do it without these tools, I mean, this is over a full-time job for a small company. <laughs> so yeah. utilize the tools and delegate where you can because you're just going to be spending all your time doing this and you won't have a business to run anymore. I guess that's the point we're trying to make is optimize your time. So our favorite, I know, Amanda, you came in with knowledge of this system. I think a lot of people are aware of it and it's for good reason. Absolutely. Canva. Um What's crazy because I still find business owners that aren't aware of it or that haven't used it. Mm. And I'm like, how are you doing your social media posts? Like, you know, these are great posts. What are you using? Oh, a couple of things that can save you some time when creating these. So Canva is awesome. If you haven't used it, obviously you have to. They have a free version and then you can pay, I don't know what is like $12.99 a month, I believe, for the pro yeah. version, which is absolutely worth it. It basically gives you some more fonts and more pictures. But even just the free version gives you plenty to utilize for just great posts and great content. Canva, since I started using it a while back, they really incorporated a whole lot more templates in them. You can build resumes, you can build videos, you can build business cards. I mean, it's if you have to create it, if it's like a graphic you have to create, they can help you do it. And so it's really awesome. I've used it to create logos. Like I use it to create my logo. I've used it to create my resumes. I've used it in a ton of different ways. And then you can always just download it. It gives you so many different types of ways you can download now. So you can download your logo in a transparent background and save it under whatever type of file you want. So it's really easy to transfer to different projects that you're needing. For instance, I know I did, like I transferred my logo to shirts and cups and, you know, stickers and all sorts of different things that I just created it on Canva 
downloaded it and uh, just attached the file to send it off to wherever you need to, to transfer it to whatever product you want. So it saves a ton of time. Now it helps a lot with formatting. So for instance, the bio I was creating, it'll help you with spacing. So you don't have to, you know, super zoom in on your computer screen and look to see if the spacing between <laughs> pixels. Of this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, cause I was like, oh my God, I remember I used to do that. You know, you'd like zoom all the way in and is, you know, measure it. Is this accurate? Is this nope. good? Um, nope. spacing? So they help, it helps you do that. It'll, it'll automate that for you. Great tool. I could go on forever about it, but you've used it as well. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think it's such a powerful tool, especially, I mean, even the free version, like you said, mm -hmm. like the, I think it's well worth the paid version as well, but even if you're just utilizing the free resources available there, I mean, the ability to, to create, like you said, everything from video to infographics to logos, and you don't have to overthink things. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it allows you to do because a lot of business owners like, oh man, I have to create a logo. That means I have to go on like Upwork or Fiverr and find a graphic design designer and tell them about like the, my background, you know, like you just start going down this rabbit hole of to do's, right. Mm -hmm. Versus you log on to Canva and it really does. It's like hitting the easy button, the staples <laughs> easy. Um, so I think it's something it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. And I think the main part is kind of what you said is it just does so much of the work for you. You can actually focus on the fun part, right? Creating right. it. How does this design look? Do I need more white space or whatever it is? you don't have to focus on those little details that really matter, like the spacing and, right. you know, what I downloaded to and does it have the correct files? So it, yeah. it lets you enjoy the fun part of creating stuff. Yep. Um, and then a couple more we use here. Adobe Suite is a really robust system. We're going from Canva to Adobe Suite and it's kind of like, I don't even know the comparison for it, but if you do need a more robust system, Adobe is amazing and allows for so much customization. Maybe you do have a background in graphic design and you want to be able to, you know, draw it all out and do all that. Adobe Suite is where it's at. I love Illustrator. I do a lot in Illustrator. I have for years. It just, it's easy to spend a lot of time in there perfecting things. And that's where I caution people, like if you're a business owner, you just need something real quick, use Canva because it's mm -hmm. easy to kind of, again, go down that rabbit hole of like perfection and trying to find like the right color, yeah. the right, you know, like it's, it's very customizable. So that's where it can get a little dangerous. I think there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I used to build websites for people. And what I used to do is create some of the images in Canva or upload the pictures to Canva, download the file, and then upload it to Adobe Suite. Because most of the hard, complicated work of like finding colors and spacing and all of that was done in Canva. And then I'd upload it to Photoshop and do whatever adjustments I needed to do, and then download it and get out. So it's great to to convert or to perfect mm -hmm. um, photos or logos or anything like that. So you don't have to create in there, because like you said, you'll spend forever sometimes. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good suggestion too cuz it's it allows you the customizable side without starting from complete scratch. Absolutely, too, you know. Um and then last but not least, I always recommend if you have photos that are of you, of your team, of your location, always 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 those are priority. Those are the best hands down. 
<laughs> you know, people interact with those better. But if you are looking for stock images, Pexels is one of our favorite places to grab a stock image. They have a ton of free images that are available and they're really useful for, you know, like a newsletter or things that you want to just kind of liven up a little bit. Um, so I think that wraps up our discussion on tools that will help you maximize your time as a business owner. It's a, a lot of information that we just gave you. And if you have any questions, we're happy to help. Maybe we create a, an episode on how to use one of these or best practices for, for one. If you guys have questions, feel free to email us at info at pjscpas.com. This is a fun thing for both Amanda and I to talk about. So we could probably talk all day. We could probably do like yeah. a five-day <laughs> webinar for you guys, but um, we won't keep you that long. <laughs> Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today and helping talk about all this fun stuff and sharing your knowledge. Thank you, Megan. We will have to have you back again. I'm sure our marketing topics are always super popular when it comes to the podcast too. So I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to do another one soon. Yeah, we can do it on the marketing mix for peas. Yeah. Yep. For peas <laughs> coming at you soon. <laughs> all right. Like I said, we will link to all of these tools within the show notes for this episode, which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash 105. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.